Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Third Eye Edify podcast. I'm your host, George Mesa, and today is going to be a really special show for a number of reasons. Uh, most importantly, this is technically my first recording. It may not end up being the very first released episode, but this is the very first thing I'm doing. So I want everyone to know that this episode has a special place in my heart, and that's why I have such a special guest with me. This is a good friend of mine for a countless amount of years. <laughs> We're not young guys anymore. And um, I want to introduce to you Spiro Yuneros. This man has done so much in the past uh, almost 20 years that I've known him regarding health, dieting, and a number of other things. He's been a personal trainer. And, um, well, I think I'll let him go from here. Spiro, why don't you tell us exactly how you came to be the person that you are in this field that we're going to talk about today, health, fitness, and um, yeah, give him a little background, education, stuff like that. Yeah, well, thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on, and it's a uh, pleasure to be doing this with you on the first episode, you know? Thank you. And yeah, so how did, I, how did my health journey come to be? I would just say I was created for it. Uh, if I don't operate on a, on a certain way, I feel it. feel it mentally, physically, spiritually. Uh, so it's almost destined for me to, to kind of, for my path to fall the way it did. That's wonderful. I feel the same way about this show, as a matter of fact. I've been telling my wife for years, I have to do this. I've been saying right. it just like that. And, you know, before podcasts were even a thing, I remember podcasts being mentioned in the early 2000s, maybe even the late 90s. I, we heard right. about it on an AOL instant messenger group, me and my friend uh, back then. Right. This is a little bit just before I met you, as a matter of fact. And, um, it, yeah, th this podcasting is not that new. And Yeah, um, I, right? Howard, Stern, Howard Stern had him back in the day, right? That's a very good point. And he was at the forefront because he was already kind of – already had the whole setup he might as well put it in podcast form i'm sure he had a manager telling him what the new stuff was at the time and the best thing the best outreach for all his fans right. and stuff right but uh yeah same you know the passion is almost a requirement in in reality it's almost a requirement because you people are always like you know do do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life that's not necessarily true as far as the work element and we'll definitely talk about what the word work means maybe a little later in regards to energy and stuff like right. that. But um, yeah, keep going. What, you know, what was your education? You, you found a path with education as well, which I as a musician did the right. same thing. I did take the path of education in, in college. Right. And right. Um, I yeah, explain that maybe. I was, I was actually thinking even earlier, just to start really, sure. I was like thinking of, as you were talking, like what really like pushed me in the direction of health. And when I was younger, I would hear stories of like family members like that died early and had heart disease and this, that, and the other. So like from such an early age, the concept of doing the right thing for myself so I don't get sick was like imprinted in my head. And I kind of had like my family history to just to observe that. And, and, you know, so that was where it started. And then as I got older, you know, it was like, I, I had a good experience in high school with like my phys ed teacher. So I was like, I'm going to go to school, be a phys ed teacher, you know? Right. Um, but you know, when you're that age, you don't, you don't know what you're doing. You don't know, you don't know the politics behind anything or, or really it's one thing what you observe as a job. It's another thing what you, you do as a job. So um, that was the next step was going to college and, you know, being a physical educator. So like if I was going to like portray that persona, 
I have to, I have to walk it. I can't just like preach it, you know. There's yeah, like right. nobody likes nobody likes the phys ed teacher that's like super overweight and out of shape. <laughs> they're, not an athlete, they're not an athlete. It's like I can't be that, you know. Um, so that was the next path. It was it was like trying to understand what my family did wrong initially, and then it went it was like, all right, I'm gonna go to college and I'm gonna like educate myself the right way, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know. Of course, of course. Um, and then and that was part two, you know. Yeah, that's great. I um, that. Uh, the little education comment I think that might be a conversation for a whole nother day but we right. will get into some of that because the way that people are educated about things like health um, anything science technology there's right. often something of a barrier and what I mean by that is there's the you're too dumb to know it so I'm going to tell you it where the experts are the only ones in the know and right. Right. There's right. plenty of ways to find out a lot about, you know, your own personal body just by experimenting and, and not in a way that's, you know, obviously detrimental to yourself. But right. there's plenty to be learned on your own before you ever inquire an expert's help. And right. you might even just ask a neighbor or a friend or a family member who, you know, at least knows a little something about it. You don't always go to an expert. They cost money half the time and they should. Your right. services shouldn't be free whatsoever. You have so much experience and, and lots of other things. And maybe we can get into that. Um, you know, cause you've done, as far as I know, as far as we've, long as we've known each other, you've been right. on a diet roller coaster and, oh, yeah. um, and you know, I don't, I would say that you're pretty in shape person overall. Um, but you, you know, being the person going through all these diets and analyzing yourself, I'm sure you don't feel a hundred percent right about that. So just tell me, tell, tell us. Tell the viewers exactly, not every single one, but just give us a little idea about what this diet roller coaster has been like for you and what the astonishing results you've come up with lately are as far as how much you've changed your diet, radically changed it, full 180, right. in my opinion. Definitely, definitely. So I guess it started in high school. I started with Weight Watchers. So oh, I was like, wow. general, like, just count what you're putting in your body, right? Right. So that, but I'm putting it, I was putting in like, I was like doing Weight Watchers, but I was eating bread and ketchup. Like <laughs> that was like half my diet of the day, like just <laughs> right. bread and, and like, yeah, just sugar and sugar, more sugar. So, um, and then from there it, it's turn, it started turning into like the standard, like have grilled chicken, don't eat sweets, don't have sugars, you know? Um, I don't even think at that point I was even, I even considered carbohydrates being like an issue of like weight gain like i had no idea like what insulin was or how blood sugar affected weight gain like i was too right. totally close to at that point so um so i probably just had some grilled chicken but i would still eat you, you know like tons of i don't think at that and at that point like i probably stopped counting everything and right. i was just starting to eat more you know, um, and I was just eating grilled chicken and, and vegetables. I was like really big on eating more vegetables because like that's what you hear. You know, um, I did something. That for, so there's that. I've tried something called the four hour body, which is a restrictive mm. diet. And so it's like you eat um, you, the only carbohydrates you could eat are like lentils and barleys and certain things, maybe a few nuts, things like that. Right. Um, and then from there, I. Uh, I started like I, I was like checking out bodybuilders. So then I got more of like a bodybuilding style diet. So then it was like more like meat and grilled chicken, eggs, sweet potatoes, rice, broccoli, you know, string beans, things like that. And that was salads and whatnot. So 
that was like, I kind of like swayed to that. And then I started looking into um, what goes on in farms. So watching documentaries and seeing the, the abuse and the lifestyles and the way animals were fed, I started looking at things like, well, why should I be eating meat if it's so tainted? Exactly. So then I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give up meat. And that was like a thing in the, like, as you know, in the Greek religion uh, for Lent, you know, you'll right. give up meat for the week, for Holy Week, for like right before Easter, right? So I think that's where it started. I was like, all right, I'm going to give up meat for a whole week. I'll do that for Christ. I'll do that for, for Lent. I'll do that for a good spiritual cause, you right. know? And if I can interject uh, for one second, yeah, uh, yeah. Spiro is full Greek and I am half Greek. So that's why I said his name, Yineros. That would have been the correct pronunciation, but you, if you want to say it, how do you usually say it for everyone? Right, Yineros is the Greek way, and Gineros right. is the American Gineros, way. Yeah. yeah, you know, I said it that way. I gave it the Greek tinge because, you know, we're, <laughs> we're we're fellow Greeks, so I just wanted to mention that, but just go, moving on. You, you can go ahead and keep going, though. Yeah, yeah. So um, so what happened was I, I guess the meat that I was eating was just the most processed, horribly quality meat. Right. By me giving up that meat, I felt better, you know, because maybe the other things that I was eating just wasn't as processed. So it gave my body a break. So I was like, sure. wow, I feel I feel amazing. So I was like, forget about Lent and all that. I'm just not going to eat meat anymore. Everyone's right. vegan. Everyone's vegetarian. This is the right thing to do. This is going to save the planet and all these other things that were so pushed it's and like that's what i believed why because that was the research that that was the path i went down like i didn't choose to like go down all the paths of research i found the one that made sense in the moment and it has a lot to do with the people you're hanging around with like the people that i was hanging with at that time that's what they were researching so i was like right you know i had like camaraderie on on and other people that I was like collaborating ideas with to, to learn all this stuff, you know? Um, so then, it, so then it was like, it went from vegetarian and then I started giving up like cheese and started giving up eggs and everything. So I was like turned into a straight vegan. Right. And I lived that way for five years. Yeah. You did that one for a while. If I remember correctly, long time, it was a very long time not having meat, not having any kind of protein, like, not having any animal-based protein. Like, I would get protein, but I would get it from all these supplements and all these, like, seeds and, and nuts and, and all kinds of, like, random things, you know, that, that they put on the market to say, okay, you could be a vegan or a vegetarian, and you can get all the protein and all the things that you need. So, uh, so I did that for a while, and I did that probably up until recently. And then a couple of years ago, I, um, I started, I started looking at other, like, I th I'm trying to think of the X factor that did it. I think I went out and like, it was like sushi. I think right. I went out for, like somebody invited me out for sushi and they're like, Oh, you know, like, would you, would you have sushi here? Oh no, you're not. You're a vegan. And I'm like, right. Yeah. Oh, a little sushi, you know, like right, how, right. how, what could they have fed the fish and how, how hard of a life could the fish have? Cause I'm going by like that was the reason I stopped eating meat anyway, that you makes, know? And it's a very logical conclusion to come to. I mean, fish are right. obviously, I would assume, not as tortured. I mean, some of them are farmed, and that's not great for them. But are they right, aware of it? Right. It's hard to know. I, I don't know how they, how exactly. they work. 
Right, right. So I, th- I would say that was the the bre- the icebreaker for me to like start getting me back on eating animal products hmm. was fish, and I and that's all. That was the only like animal based product I had. And then okay, then I was in Tennessee and uh, I was living down there, and somebody brings into the gym one day fresh eggs from their farm, and I'm talking to them, and they you know the, the chickens eat off the land, right? All organic, not processed. They live a clean life. And I said to myself, same concept. I'm like, well, if you have the fish, because the fish aren't tortured and the fish are okay, then why wouldn't you have the eggs if the chickens are okay? Right. So I was like, all right, I I could have eggs. So I was like, I'll have eggs and I'll have fish. So then it started with that. And then when I would come home to visit New York uh, on breaks and stuff, I um, I I heard of a place called Burger Village. Hmm. So Burger Village had things like elk, ostrich, oh, boar, I see. all these exotic meats. And I'm like, there's not enough of these animals to, to go through this like massive producting production that goes on in these, you know, these slaughterhouses. Oh, like the farms, these farms. Is, yeah, the, right, right. Right. So then I started having some meat again and I would like, I would have those meats and I would always say, like, it doesn't bother me. Like, I feel okay, you know? Right. So that kind of like how I slowly crept meat and animal products back into my diet. I looked for the cleanest of all of them. Um, right. All right. Well, and then, now, oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So that was, I mean, I guess, I guess that's pretty much now we're almost at, at where I'm at now. So right. Uh, and that's what, let's thinking. hold off on where you're at now. Let's, let's get to that yeah. in a sec. Well, I, right. I guess okay. a quick question I have about the story that you just told is what was the general consensus in your, you know, your, your college um, classmates, what what were they? Were they talking about their own diets? Were they all into that, or were they really just there to focus on the schoolwork? What, what was the overall, you know, what what was the back and forth between you and your classmates? I guess as far as so, this exact topic. Okay, so it, when it comes to this stuff, like I would buy like all these. There was a, something called the Queens Health Emporium mm. right down the road from Queens College. Right. So I would pick up all of these exotic drinks, kombuchas, and it was like the early days of kombucha, right, like right, you know, and these these like specialty breads that were made there, and any kind of like funky, weird, you know, different type of like fruit or snack, I would always bring that into class. Right, and people would like look at me like, yo, you know, we got there. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, I got that? the healthy shit, I got the good stuff, <laughs> you know. And I think those are the days when I first started realizing how processed like the food was here. Sure. Now I was sure. still eating it. I wasn't like full-blown i think i was still learning about it um because i do remember in class like nobody cared like these people were all going to be physical educators but they were just in their their early 20s they could eat whatever they want they were all athletic people so it didn't really matter what they ate interesting you know and i i was one of the only people that seriously cared about like what i was putting in my body like and and wanted to go off of the off the rails like right. i didn't want to stay on the rails the way everybody else was eating i was like this is not definitely not right you know hmm. um wow. that was kind of how how the how the whole atmosphere was back then and no one was like a master in there was even like a pro gymnast that was in our really? there was a pro gymnast in my in my major there was a he there was a pro minor league football player like an afl oh, like cool. an indoor football player. you know and these this guy and this girl like they didn't even 
you know, they weren't like like a pro bodybuilder where like they're gonna they're gonna measure out every ounce right. of chicken and every right. ounce of potato and every ounce of vegetable and like they weren't. It wasn't like that. It was like nobody gave a hoot. Yeah, they weren't and, measuring every curve on their body to see what part of the you know what part of the animal no. gives them the best results in the arm or something crazy like that. Yeah, right. Yeah, I get that. And it's funny because it's like we're we're learning about the body and and how to optimize like performance in sports and and how to like. And no one, no one showed any interest or any care in the world about about any of that. Everybody just ate normal food, whatever. I have a similar experience with when I went to music uh, college. A lot of students around me were obviously it's a different thing altogether. But when you cultivate right. anything, even if it's in right. that form or your own health, you know you get right. certain modalities. You do certain things, and. What I specifically remember is most of my classmates were confused as to why they had to do a 30-page history paper or, you know, music history or, you know, write out piano parts. And I have to play piano. You know, I'm, and I was thinking, what, what are you doing here? Did that come right. across your mind? Like, what are you doing here? You're not practicing any of this stuff. How are you going to get better at it? This is what this is the difference between field research and just being a college guy, you know? All the time. All the time. I was just like, all the time. What, what are you people like? What? You yeah. Call yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Like you don't even care to, to to like, you know, like you're you're proud that you're shoveling that 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 pizza down your throat, right? Like, right? Like, listen, I like it too. I love pizza, of but let's be honest. Like, we're if we're gonna promote health and wellness to to young people, like right. the future is that are growing up and they, they're gonna need an example to learn from. It's like acting this way, and, and like a lot of these people, they just didn't care. They didn't care. They were more into their own competitive drive to be the best. They wanted to be like just out perform the other students like it was like they were still in high school playing high school sports and they wanted that's what, what motivated them to be the best teachers and that was pretty much the majority of the the people that i not to throw not to throw all of my no, graduating of course, class of course but, <laughs> i mean probably none of them are watching this and i and if they are good to see you again but right right and same uh, for anyone um, i went to school with uh, there were plenty of very very talented and caring and you know heartfelt uh, individuals there for sure Right, right. So, I mean, great people, but in, in regards to what we're talking about, when it, when it if it really mattered with health, they they really didn't care. You know, they right. really didn't care that much. That, um, that's a big part of um, what we're raised to do scholastically, I would say, Department of Education here in the States. They're often trying to get you to see the next guy as almost a competition, even if it's your neighbor, even if it's a family member. Right. Um, you know, you're going to need to make hundred thousand dollars you know push yourself push the other guy down and make sure you're there and right. it's never a community involved project it's always just you you need this you need to do this for yourself and of course right. you do need to do things for yourself but if right. you let's just pretend you know picture yourself in the flat square in the middle of a com uh, community if you only do something for yourself the, the entire community including your family that you live with will not benefit you have to think right. of everything you're surrounded by Right. It's another thing that financially a lot of people fail because they don't allow the money to flow through them and all their surroundings. Right. They just say they want to make the million dollars the first year. And unless right. you're in that kind of business, which I guess exists on something like Wall Street and maybe other things I'm not naming right now, that right. doesn't really happen. It doesn't really work. And it might right. work for a while, too. That's the worst part about it. It's almost it's almost like a disease that you don't realize you have. It works at first. Yeah. But then yeah. suddenly, 10 years later, you haven't done one thing. You haven't seen one baseball game. You haven't been to the beach. And then right. you know where that goes. It, it, it's never good. 
right. it's all in the right. pursuit of uh, money. I mean, it seems to be that that whole competitive spirit and ends up being because of money, you know. Right. And that was well, a little side note. When you when you when you put it that way, that's interesting because that that's what happened to me at one part of my life with uh, with everything, with health, with uh, recreational activities, uh, socially getting together with with friends and and girls and all that stuff. Like, I, I focused on my job so mm. much when I was a train conductor for the Long Island Railroad. My whole life fell apart. I fell, fell, fell to drugs. I fell to alcohol. I fell to, to so much, and then everything else just fell apart because it was just. I mean, shit. I made a hundred thousand dollars a year. It, it worked. Right. I got it, but it didn't work because it, even if I made two hundred thousand dollars a year, I was so miserable. I couldn't put any money away. I was just pissing it all away because of just to compensate from the the misery, and just kind of sure. goes exactly what you're saying, you know? Yeah, yeah, and it's a very common story, and. Right. Um, it's a work-life balance that there is no balance. If you picture the scales of Libra or something, it's not, it's not there. There's no, it's this, you know, one's all the way down and one's all the way up. And that's right. not how it works in any, you know, part of anyone's life. It's a real shame right. that it does come to that point though. And um, right. we're certainly trained to be that way. We're certainly yep. trained to be that way. I remember yep. almost every single group project I've ever done in any classroom, in any school, preschool, regular school, college, there's always the one guy that does everything and then you know, maybe one of the two other people help and the other ones are getting the free grade, you know, and that's right. 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 It's, and, and it's allowed though. The thing is the right. teacher, because you, you're graded as a group. And then in that scenario, uh, the person that gives the best work is getting the same re results as everyone else. And that's, that's also a weird thing that doesn't seem to be, maybe it's on purpose. Maybe it isn't. We're not here to tell you that right. the whole world's against you, but we are here to mention that there are, some kinds of forces trying to bring you down for sure at least in this part of the world potentially everywhere else and by the way we're not medical doctors and we're not offering medical advice at all we're offering right. expertise from decades of experience um, right. this is certainly no attempt to make you automatically change your life overnight because that doesn't exist either there's no magic pill um, that's gonna make you lose all your weight and make you a you know a pristine bodybuilder looking type person in one day it's never going to happen. Your entire lifestyle has to change around the ideas of what you have for your diet, your health. Same thing as a musician. They, everyone's like, you know, I'm not getting good. It's only been and it's only been a month or two. It's like I can't do anything yet. You're like, you gotta, you gotta keep going. You gotta do this for a long time. Things don't come quickly. You gotta change everything right. about what you do. Your whole mentality has to change on top of everything else. Right. Your spirituality even will benefit you. Right. I often instruct students to breathe in the time that they're playing metronome time. Let's say where we have this, you know, try to breathe at this rate and you'll actually be able to play at that tempo better because you're putting right. your whole body into this whole thing. You're if you're sitting your there, yeah. 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 If you're sitting there stiff, you can't really do much uh, musically right. speaking. And also right. stagnation is not a good thing in nature. Anyway, uh, stagnant water right. tends to get pretty nasty, pretty fast. And when water right. starts flowing, like let's say out of a hose or something, you see dogs go straight up to that thing, try to lick the, the flowing water because they know better. Right. They know that's the right. better water. Right. For sure. Right. Sure. So yeah. let's now, now we did sidetrack, but let's go right back to where you were pretty much where you're ending up now, because I want to kind of go off on a few tangents from here, but you have essentially gone complete 180 in your ideas of diet. So why don't you let the right. viewers know exactly where you're at now? Right. Okay. So, um, so, a thing like I was, like I said in the very beginning of the show, um, a big part of why I do what I do, and I, I mentioned destiny, and I mentioned that I was chosen for this, 
Uh, I have a lot of, you wouldn't look at me and you wouldn't think it, but I have a lot of like internal health ailments that, that stop me or prevent me or whatever hinder me from doing things or from living and feeling normal and feeling pleasant, you know? Um, so one of my biggest issues is I have nasal polyps. I have cysts in my nose and those inflame to the point where that my whole na- I can't breathe. Right. So that's my biggest factor where if I put something in my body, that's going to respond the most sensitively. So if I eat something or if I don't eat, if I, when I fast, if I just do like a water fast, I'm not putting anything in my body but water and maybe sea moss or something, and there is no inflammation. Um, so, but there's also times where I'll have some meat or I'll have something, you know, and I don't get any inflammation. But what I noticed was the I was constantly inflamed, right. constantly having issues breathing. Uh, I would have to spray some steroid nose spray up my nose to like open up my my nasal patch just so I could breathe and and feel comfortable, you know. Right. And, and this is something that I've been dealing with for years. You know, I had surgery for this when I was 20. Wow. Uh, it came back heavy, like, you know, quite a few years after that. And right. now for the last five years or so, I've been, like, suffering almost to the point of, like, I literally have to, uh, you know, I can live. I live with this this nose spray on hand, right. you know, because I need it, you know. Um, but something that changed, I looked into a carnivore, the carnivore community. Right. So if anybody's not familiar with carnivore diet, um, it's it's basically eating, depending on how strict you go and, and you know, your style, it's, it's pretty much an animal-based diet exclusively. And um, I was like, I got to try it. You know, I've tried everything. Yeah, right. You tried everything now, but that as far as I know. Up everything but that. Right. And I'm like, if there's one thing that, that amongst all my diets, like ever since the very beginning, even when I was telling you back in, you know, even back on the first time when I was doing Weight Watchers in high school, right. I was always having vegetables, constantly eating vegetables. So no matter what diet I did, I never cut that out. And um, the carnivore diet, that's the requirement. You're not eating any vegetables on purpose. Like, So I went within a couple of days of only eating you know, grass-fed ground beef, hen, like organic hen eggs or duck eggs. Um, that I, I guess I had some some grass fed steaks. I really kept it simple, you know. Um, inflammation in my body was completely gone. I could breathe. I could tell from my nose. I could tell from my lower back. I could tell right. from my joint. And I'm like, this is crazy, you know. Is this? And this can't be like. I, I'm all about like placebo effect is, is a thing, you know. But For sure, it definitely is. This wasn't a this wasn't a placebo effect. Like this was a physical change because I what I put in my body was just so different than what I've ever put in my body. Right. Despite all these different diets that I did. So, uh, that's where I'm at now and I'm getting the greatest results in how I feel my energy levels and my sleep. Um, body aches are at, at its absolute minimum strength at the gym is up. Endurance is, is decent. Like I don't really train for endurance, but I'm able to like keep up a pretty steady workout at the gym and run around a little bit and play handball. And I, you know, you, you hear if you don't have carbohydrates, then you're going to have no stored glucose in your cells. Therefore you're not going to be able to produce the ATP and the, and the whole exercise physiology that goes behind having carbohydrates as a main source. It's like, 
this now we're getting into like what I was, how I was educated and how it's completely off. It's completely off, you know, and there's so much science that backs up how essential carbohydrates are and how there are, are as human beings, our main source of energy. But I, it's just, where's the, where's this research coming from? Who's funding this research and what's behind the agenda to push that? Because the more you dig, the more you could find people that are that are like, I don't want to say you could find a marathon runner that, that doesn't eat carbs, because right. maybe on to that level, I, I can't speak and I, I can't say I know that and I can't, you know, try and act like I, I know better. But all I can speak for is myself and the, the the athletic ability that I have now is at its absolute highest. And I'm 35 years old and right. I'm eating anywhere from 20 to 40 carbs a day. And, and, you know, half of those carbs are coming from, like, cheese. Like, there's, like, one carbohydrate. Right. If I eat a you know, half a pound of cheese, there's eight carbs in, in a half a pound of cheddar cheese, raw cheddar cheese. Raw cheddar, um, right. And that's another thing I've, I've, I've included. Now I'm trying to only have raw dairy, which is extremely right. hard to do and find. But it's it's that's a whole nother aspect of something where it's like, oh, my God, it's not pasteurized. <laughs> like, right. you know, it's going to kill you. It's actually wrong. It's the other way, like everything else. It, it, if it is pasteurized, it's probably going to kill you and create, like, excessive amounts of mucus in your body and, and just cause inflammation and all kinds of crazy shit. I guess it depends on a person's DNA. Some people could tolerate it more, but, you know. Right, yeah. I mean, I might think, I honestly do believe my body has a pretty good tolerance for bad things. I've eaten pretty poorly for right. more than half my life. And um, I did okay. You know, I always had a gut, but um, I've never been over te terribly overweight. I've always been able to run and walk and get up out of bed and, you know, all this other stuff, <laughs> lift up my right. kids, you know, and stuff like that. So I know that I have a tolerance for things, but I'm just a little, little older. I'm just a little older at 40 now. And I don't think that, you know, I can sense that I need to be even more aware of it than I ever was. And right. maybe that's part of youth is that you don't have to worry as much, but. There's way right. more to that story that I think we might have to save that for another time. Right, but, um, right. Per perhaps we can, now that we just mentioned the uh, the dairy thing and pasteurization yeah. especially, you know, just thinking about that, I know that even kombucha, a lot of the ones you get off the shelves, they have mm. that bacillus coagulant and that it's only there, It only it's the only thing that can survive the pasteurization. And I think that that makes it, a lot of people think that that's not what kombucha is. You're not supposed to pasteurize that stuff. It's supposed to just would, be fermented, you know? Yeah, raw and fermented. That, that's, that makes sense. That, raw raw yeah. and fermented, right. And um, so I, d doing a little research for this conversation, I came across, you know, something I thought I would have at least known about because I'm, I'm pretty aware of what goes on in the world overall and, and things that are mentioned and especially things that are mentioned by, you know, USDA, WHO. Well, maybe we can talk more about them later, but I'm going to bring yeah. some up on the screen real quick. They had mentioned this... Um, and I was looking up the food pyramid because mm. I certainly remember that. I mean, it was all over the walls in school in the 80s and 90s for me. Yep, and I'm sure you remember it too. And oh, apparently yeah. in 2011, they changed it over to my plate. Now, you were in college yep. at that time for this exact thing. So right. tell me what you know about uh, my plate. I have a small image on the screen here that gives suggestions up to five years old. Um, there's obviously other suggestions for the adults. But um, what changed right. and why? Why did the food pyramid change? And should we be, especially after the things that have happened in the past few years, this is uh, 2022 that we're recording this now, do we want the same people that told us that 
you know, you need to get vaccines, you need to wear masks, you need to isolate from your family members. Do we want those same people to tell us exactly how to eat? Is that really the best thing for us? I mean, take it as you will. But do think about it. There, there's something to think about there. So wh- what do you know about my plate? Because I personally know nothing about it. I can't believe it. I never even heard of it. Okay, so yeah, I remember being in college and this came into effect. So I remember our uh, our nutrition teacher was explaining to us how, okay, this is the new standard. And through extensive research uh, from the American Heart Association, the, the Food and Drug Administration, all these, corp- all these major corporations. All the big boys. All the big boys and girls that are affiliated with the pharmaceutical industry, that are funded by all the the, the major corporations that make money off of us being sick, you know, this was yep. the new standard. And I'm, I'm what I want to st- say is probably the food pyramid was just getting old, uh-huh. and and it, it, they probably just needed like a new something new, like a new standard to to kind of put out there. Sure. And. And they and they just tweaked it a little bit, you know, like my plate. I don't all I think what they did was I think food pyramid emphasized grains as like you should be having majority of your calories need to be coming from grains and bread. And and that was where that was the hyper focus of food pyramid was my plate. I want to say was um, a little bit more vegetable and fruit based. Right. I still want to say that the migraine, uh, migraine, my, <laughs> my plate, my plate still pushed grains, but what they right. did was they switched it over and they're like, oh, you should have whole grains. And then the, uh, there was this big whole grain, whole wheat movement. And I people know. were walking around the store with their, you know, with their, their chest out and they're like, well, I'm having whole, I'll take it on whole wheat, <laughs> you <laughs> know? And it's like, yeah, it's actually processed. It comes from the same farm. It's just written differently. It's just br- a little bit browner. It has absolutely no difference in your blood sugar. It has wow. no difference in anything, and and it's just as unhealthy. I think the only way you could push away from that and really be a little bit more healthy is if you have some kind of like sprouted Ezekiel bread or something mm. along like, you know, a rye or something right. very, very like not processed nearly as much that would be the closest to having it from my standard you know sure. what i've learned you know but but you know they're just trying to say like whole wheat is better than white bread like it's the same thing it's literally the same thing except That's they don't bleach the flour as much you know and then they started to push like with the with the dairy they wanted like low fat low fat well because the fat is actually what helps our bodies and by the more they cut the fat out, the more they make it low fat, then the more they have to process it and they remove what naturally occurs and what gives our bodies the proper probiotics and the proper nutrients and all these things. So it was just a total, they were like, hmm, let's just like refocus everybody. Let's make this my plate thing instead of my period or the pyramid, the food pyramid. Right. And they kind of just like tweaked it a little bit and they, and they were just like, let's tell people like, oh, if they... If they have low-fat dairy, they'll be healthier. If right. they have whole grain breads, they'll be healthier. So then we can get people to continue to eat this garbage, right. really focus on it, and then they think they're even doing a good thing by eating healthier, and they're, and they're just hurting themselves even more. And then they create a belief system, and then these people like live and die by it. It is a belief system, like a lot of other things that I'm sure this show will touch upon <laughs> through the many right. uh, podcasts I have planned and interviews. But um, yeah. the other thing that increases 
you guessed it, folks. The price, of course, is they've got the label on it. It goes up immediately, especially like organic is another one that the price was almost double sometimes, even on right. bananas. Right. 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 So I, I, I don't remember much of like trying to think about in college when I, I almost feel like my professors didn't know enough about it to mm. really like d- deep dive in it. It was brand um, new, in other words. It was brand new when when we were in there because it was, I think it was towards the end of my college career when it came out. Um, And yeah, that was that was really it. I think she put she pushed it because and again, I think what they did was it was just like, oh well, it's it's pretty similar to my pyramid, so let's just like, let's just keep that, keep everything that we have with that, and then we'll just push, watch the fat, watch the saturated fat, watch the you know go for the whole grain over the white. Wow. They'll, they'll figure it out. They'll That's figure it. Yeah, just leave it with them. This is how a lot of things happen in the past two years. Every teacher had to change their whole everything. I don't even want to get into the details, but it was just a just go here, just do it. I know mm-hmm. that I had a lot of students um, that were music students, that is, and they were all online at that point because they had to be. And right. um, none of them were happy about it for sure. But they, almost all of them that were willing to speak about it, I wasn't prying into it. They were just telling me because they had to talk about their day at some point. Things had right. changed so radically. They were seeing right. me on a screen now, you know, for example. And they were, right. they were the older ones, they were pretty sure that there wasn't a lot of control of what was going on. The teachers weren't, it's nothing about the teachers did the best they could. It's just right. that nobody had any idea what was going on. Things kept changing every day, it seemed. And um, it was out of control chaos. It's same here. You know, they're just throwing a brand new thing out there and the curriculum changed immediately. They handed out a completely right. different syllabus than they did the year before. And that's right. that's a big deal when you're going to pay for college. It's a big deal. Right. Kind right. of turns into a less of return of value for sure. You know, as far as you're paying for college, you want you want to get the best you can. And now you might have even had a 20-year experienced teacher and they had to kind of reset a few things. That that affects how they can do their thing. And that's that's not fun at all for anybody. Right, right. But to, I guess really to sum up what, what you your question, all my plate did was promote big business, big agriculture, all the major corporations. It didn't push local farming. It didn't push right. raw dairy. It didn't push grass fed, you know, pasture raised meats. It didn't push like, you know, organically grown fruit. Uh, vegetables are like a whole other thing. That's like a right. whole nother we're if you I mean I can dive into that if, if if you want we could save that for another episode that might but, be a whole episode <laughs> yeah yeah but I think vegetables are 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 very 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 tricky and I'm just gonna say this and take it you could take it and everybody that's watching and listening could take it how they want it vegetables could have been the single one food type I was eating that have been hurting me more than ever in my life and that, that that's a that's going to bring some people down to their knees to, to think that some of their cancers their neurological diseases their inflammation their spinal structural things um muscular issues i mean the list goes on anything and everything that you could imagine could be harming us like from vegetables and vegetables and seeds and and those type of things that are grown there are they grow and they exist on a from on a biological level like when they they produce oxalates they produce lectins they produce anti-nutrients they they defend themselves and otherwise if, if plants did not defend themselves they would not be here to this day they would have died off over the years and 
Um, now that I just like, when I just give myself vegetables, I can just, I can feel my whole face blow up. And I mean, I felt like that always. It wasn't now. It was always that way. And I just figured that's just my body. Like, sure. But no, my body was telling me like, dude, this is, this is hurting you, you know? Um, and I've never felt so good not eating vegetables. Incredible. Really. And you know, I think maybe we'll have time to discuss what it takes to grow your own vegetables because that's a whole nother, you know, work-life balance thing that we can discuss. It's right. It's unreal, you know, but maybe before we do that, because that, that, were you going to say something? I was just going to say, just to let everybody also know, like everything that I ate veggie wise in the, in the last five years of my life was organic too. So it's not like I was eating, you know, some spray down lettuce. (laughs) You know, I was eating the best. I was spending $5 for a tiny little, a tiny little thing of lettuce of microgreens. So I was eating the best of the best. Um, so that again, are all vegetables bad for all people? No. Uh, I think, I think there's certain people that can tolerate it just like the certain people that can tolerate other things. Right. And I think also like environmentally, like where you're raised and what grows naturally with where you're raised, like also falls into, into effect. And there are probably exceptions for every human Like I'm sure there's certain things that each person could eat veggie wise and it's, it's going to benefit them and it's going to help them. But the, the idea that we could just go to a supermarket and then like there's every vegetable that's ever been grown in, in the world <laughs> right. and just think that like anybody could just go and pick, pick one, find one you like, and then just like, it's going to help you. That's <laughs> you're, no, it's you're not, lying it's not meant to be. It's not meant to be. You're right. And another thing that maybe they didn't even bother mentioning in your college level discussions of these things, and I'm sure that it goes a long way, especially with the growing movement now, is that it's it's a timing thing. It's the the season. I mean, the blood moon would come up, and yeah, it was time to kill a few animals. It was time to get meat into your system. But there were people that, of course, thrived on it. You know, you get a, a, a vegetable or a fruit you got a bunch of seeds all of a sudden you can grow some more this is clearly meant to be also we're not saying that you shouldn't grow vegetables <laughs> but this very hard to make um the right choices for yourself until you try right and right. spiro you've tried you know so try. it really does matter where you live it does matter what's actually around you it does matter what season it is it, it right. does matter right. you know the world is trying the, the the world is trying to show you what to eat when it's right. trying to show you when to plant and that right. again that's a whole nother conversation for sure. But, um, and I'm glad you mentioned that because everyone's different and you've been a personal trainer. So you've helped people along with diets many times along with their fitness. So and they don't even, when you're going to be a personal trainer, when you're going, you you know, they don't even, it's a very, it's, it's a very sketchy line that, that, that you're crossing when, when it comes to nutrition. And, And the bottom line is, is you talk to any health professional, they'll tell you diet is the most important thing. But when you, you know, you're almost not, legally authorized to to be telling people how to eat at least back i have it's been years since i've been a certified trainer right but i guess it was like seven years ago eight years ago when i was when i was certified through american college of sports medicine and like you know you're not really supposed to you you could suggest you could suggest something but like they don't want you really telling them what to eat they want they want your results to be had through through exercise and through fitness and 
And if you're putting garbage in your body or if you're just not putting, forget about garbage, even if you're just not putting the proper foods in your body for, for each individual, you're just never going to get the results you're looking to get. Oh, physically. Right, right. I see. Physically. So, so it's just so difficult. So that was another thing. It was just like I was telling people, you know, I was suggesting people, my clients back in the day, like what to eat. But that was really what I would give myself that I felt good. Now, from what I know, you know, I, I realize that everything is different for each person. So it's it's very tricky, and you, you really would have to. It's it's almost its own science. It really is its own science. But that's right. another thing. The whole nutrition field is 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 based off of my plate and my pyramid, and like having carbs and you know and sugars as your main source of energy, which is only going to cause inflammation. It's only going to get free radicals going. It's only going to cause disease. It's just not the right way to live. And, you know, I, I'm basically, if, if a nutri- 95% of nutritionists that are hearing me talk right now, they would say I'm, I'm crazy. But those 95%, they all have health problems. Because there's no, yeah. unless they're just genetic freaks and they and, and the bottom line, and they could sit there and if you put a, give a polygraph test, they'd be like, yeah, it doesn't really matter what I eat. I'm going to feel the same. Either I have this grilled chicken salad or I eat the McDonald's. And that's the bottom line. And those a lot of those are the people that are trainers and nutritionists. They're just genetically predisposed to, to, to have an athletic build and to have an right. athletic physique. And they really didn't work or sacrifice so many things. It was just they could eat what they want and do what they want. And then they're, they're, you know, they go get the paper, they go get the certification, and now they're a nutritionist or a trainer, you know. Yeah, right. As it often is with lots of different professions now. It's just a, a right. month or a year or some quick course or an online course even, and then they're experts or they're professionals, whatever you want to call it. Um, then right. that, and this and all and comes back to the one. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was just saying, not to throw, throw stones, but almost every nutritionist that I've ever met had, like, weight issues. They were overweight. Interesting. And it's the most, that's more, that's worse than a doctor. Mm. That's worse than, I think that's worse than any, any field, more than a phys, a personal trainer, like a personal trainer. Maybe they want to be a little chunky. Maybe they want to be a little thick and that's, sure. that's in their regimen, you know, and maybe they don't care about eating. They're just, you know, but like, if you're a nutritionist, you should be a master. You should be an absolute master of every macro and micronutrient there is. And you should know exactly how to operate yourself and others and not, and, and they're not. They, they're going by what a book is said. They're going by just like what what the FDA says. And it's it's really sad. It's it's a sad industry. And it's something that I wanted to do for so long. Like I really wanted to drop my major as a phys ed teacher and right. go be a nutritionist. And when the more I looked into it, I was like, this is this is ridiculous. I'm going to be put in a hospital somewhere and I'm going to be told how to feed people. And right. I'm just the nutritionist that got the degree. No, so, you're right. You're right. My own personal, yeah, my own personal experimentation and research has gotten me well beyond any nutritionist that I've ever met. And I would like to speak to some nutritionists. You could reach out, contact me, and I would, I would love to have a, you know, have a conversation, if you know, over any of this. So good. And let's take that to heart. This is the point of a show like this, is to start more conversations with adult conversations where we can calmly speak to each other and, and turn this into positive. Because that's sure, what we want yeah. here. It's, it's right. the complete opposite of the Aroidovic healers in uh, Southern Asia. Right. They they look at your tongue and they know that you need to eat some piece of a animal you never heard of. And this is, right. and they're and they're right on the money. They look at your iris. They look at you know different parts of you that you wouldn't think lead to you know discussing how how healthy you are. But they they know. 
And it's so right. much more than just a training program or some, you know, college course or several college courses. It could be all the college right. courses you want. It doesn't mean too much until you really practice it. And those guys know what they're doing as far as I know. I've never been to one. But right. every time I hear about them or listen to them speak, they seem to know what they're talking about. And right. um, But again, this is all – and, you know, that whole my plate thing, that, that's exactly the opposite of what we were just saying a, a few minutes ago, that there is no one – stop shop for all your needs there's no one pill that's going to do it that plate can't work for everybody that's impossible i'm i have no idea i'm assuming that i'm right here but it it seems impossible that my plate can work for every single human being on the earth um it's 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 literally impossible to me you're telling me somebody in, in the himalayas can can use this just like somebody who lives in california new york wherever i i don't see it i don't see it right so maybe we can, because we're getting we're getting to the end here. I think maybe we can end this. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say we could wrap up whatever one last topic yeah. you'd like, and then well, maybe we can. Let's quickly just end with there. There is one element we didn't quite touch on. We maybe we mentioned it earlier: a spirituality. Um, not, right. We're not saying that you need to be, you know, following religion or anything like that. We're we're saying that there is, an essence, something that you have to take in for yourself, a way that you have to. To know yourself almost if you want to put right. it in simple terms um, that can accompany your journey as far as diet health anything like that and right. speaking of words having power what about these words diet and health why why is it that the word diet has to have the word die in it d-i-e that is why is that in there it, it bothers me so much and and the word health yes it has the word heal but we say it as hell. Why in the world do these very important words have these very distinctly um, negative-sounding things in them? I mean, die is sometimes it's a point of transition, um, but hell—you know—to be in the word health, the ones that we use. Any any right. quick word on that? It's it just seems so odd to me, you know. You know, it's interesting. I, I you've never you've never mentioned that until now. Um, that's that's very interesting. Uh, and your diet will, will definitely decide on when you will die. <laughs> there you go, perfect. And, and how you uh, and how you treat your health will will certainly determine if you want if you live in hell or not. Wow, now, so that's the answer I was looking for. Wow, so words have so yeah. much power. Yes, but right. okay, so right. that that can be a whole different that can be a whole different world. But I want to mention that it's the kind of thing I'm going to be looking for on this show. Why was right. that word chosen for us in this particular language? I think this language was built from the ground up for a very specific reason that I'm going to go right. into in a, in a future episode, uh, just right. language in general, just the whole art of language and how it works. But um, right. what about spirituality? Um, the idea of maybe that the inside of us is actually the darkness and you can spark light in it with the proper health, and the proper behavior. Or just the idea of being spiritual in a certain way that can help you increase your gains as a as, in fitness, or to make your diet more effective for yourself almost immediately. If you your approach when you went to the carnivore, you went in not as oh I can't wait to lose this weight so I look great in my selfies at the beach in the summer. That wasn't your mentality whatsoever. You no. went in head first with the best intentions for yourself, you know, and for others to help others at the same time. Right. 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 So tell yeah. us, yeah. Why don't we end with that? Give us whatever you can on that. So, I mean, from a, 
from a spiritual standpoint, what you put in your body is going to, I guess, depending on how, how toxic that is to you or how much it helps you thrive, I think is going to play a huge role on your spirituality. And, uh, I mean, if, if you're putting in garbage foods and, and you're putting in all these things that are tainted, I think that's going to have a direct effect on your, on your spiritual well-being. It's not going to be, you're going to be blocked. Um, but if you're putting in things that come from a more, uh, I guess you would say pure source, I guess I'm saying that right. I believe that's going to heighten your ability to, to be able to thrive and, and make and, and align chakras and, and open, you know, open the doors for your, for your spiritual well-being. Very interesting. Yes. It's really, uh, it's there's it's a it's a very long conversation that could be started right now obviously so we're going to avoid that but um it's it's really your you know let's just call it mentality even if we want to just use that it's just right. your mentality right. about it it doesn't right. necessarily you know don't want the spirituality word to change your ideas about what we're trying to say here but um well, if you if your well, approach let's... is correct i'm sure you have better results quicker i'm i'm assuming that you do for sure for sure let's i mean if you when you put something into your body and it goes into your stomach and your stomach feels horrible. Anything that you have to do in your day is going to be hindered now because right. your body is trying to work that out. So your mind, you could, your mind is affected. And if your mind is affected and your stomach is affected, then your spirit is going to be affected because you can't project yourself in that way. So it, it really does start like with what you put in and, and how you, the body is going to take that and then where it goes here and then everything else right right yeah and so yeah. Uh, oh, go ahead. yeah i know i mean you know it's just think about like think about a baby like if a baby has bad food or stomach ache they just cry and they cry and they cry and they cry and, that, and that's their existence and it's like if if you give the baby something good think about how that baby would act how like a happy baby acts just like chilling and relaxed yep. so that's it's just like a, that's a simple example of, of how we are have to tolerate it as adults. It's the same concept, like to go through your day and go through your work day and be just be in pain and struggling and running to the bathroom and this. And it's like how how are you ever going to spiritually enlighten yourself? How are you ever ever going to mentally clarify things and focus on the things that you need to focus if if what you're putting in your body is just wrecking havoc upon all these all these you know senses. Good point. And um, that whole misnomer that babies just cry all day, we both know that that is yeah. definitely not true. <laughs> they can relax with you for many hours at a time with no fuss. Um, it's not about parenting. It's just about their comfort levels in a certain way. If they're gassy, right. they might be bothered, but that might be a fun right. thing too. And we didn't right. even get into the whole, you know, okay, let's just say we didn't have access to or did not want to ever be carnivores. That's fine. But how many hours of your year are taken up by farming if you were to farm just for yourself to make sure your family had enough food? Are you even able to hold what we call a job around here? Or would that have right. to be your job? This is uh, right. this is one last thing to think about here is there's a lot more to the story, I think. Yeah. And um, based on the history we're given, we can only know so much, but we have to use our instincts and we have to use what our resources and our, our available local uh, things that we can use and and take advantage of as you know for our own health of course and that's 100%. again 100 percent. i exactly i this is a conversation for a, a whole another day there'll be plenty more where that came from 
So Spiro, if you want to give any info at all, no pressure, of course, but if you do want people to contact you and have, even if they want your advice or if they do want to have a conversation because they're coming from the complete opposite side of things, which is fine. We want to have conversations here. This is a place for adults to speak. 100%. I welcome all opinions. And, you know, just as much as I said, I've, I've walked down this path. I'm sure there's people that have walked down another path, you know, that might be a completely opposite direction of mine. And if, if me and that person, you know, go head to head and, and talk and, and teach each other, then there could be even more to be found with everything. So there's never an end, you know, to, to nutrition and to health and to diet and all these things. Uh, so if anybody wants to reach out to me, uh, they could reach out to me on Twitter. Uh, my handle is at Spiro Gin, one word. They can reach out to me on Instagram, Spiro underscore Gin. Um, I guess those are my two. Uh, yeah, that's Great. good for now. Yeah, no, yeah. That's, that's plenty. And I guess I'll leave us with this, um, an idea from Plato's book, The Republic, is that the guards knew that they were getting the meat and the people in the, you know, the people in the Republic, the, the peasants, so to speak, they were getting grains. And that mm. is on purpose. So they could not have the muscular fortitude to revolt or do anything that was necessary to fight back against tyranny or anything of that nature. It's a much more detailed thing to quote, but that's the general idea of it. That's grain, very interesting. Grain for you, meat for us. So that way there you, you don't get strong enough. You can't. You don't have the aminos. Yep, you so, can't. And you can't, oh, right. Right. Yep. And so, Hippocrates once said, let thy food be thy medicine, let thy medicine be thy food. 100%. So there you go. A little little right. history for us and <laughs> so much more and plenty more to come in the near future. Right. Thanks for watching, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for having me, George. No problem at all.